given how stressful the program is that we are in, I think it's necessary for, for me to continue to meditate or just to remind myself that there are bigger things in life. And um... Hi, my name is Anand. I'm an MBA student at the University of Toronto. Welcome to The Why Coordinate, the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior, using lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional, efficient, and happy life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of The Why Coordinate podcast. Today is an exciting episode. Um, our guest with me today is Akansha Singh. Um, the one of the most uh, social people in our program mm-hmm. i was just telling her how if ever anyone shows up on my people you may know on facebook there's one common connection always it's a conscious thing she knows literally anyone and everyone in the program if i open instagram a conscious thing is out for drinks and dinner with someone <laughs> new from the program like, how the hell does a conscious find the time and how the hell does she know all these people but she oh. does because um, she's re- really cool. Right now she has, you can't see this, but she showed me her collection of virtual backgrounds. And <laughs> there was one um, virtual background of Star Wars where she's on the, what is the? Yeah. I'm on the bridge with Chewbacca, essentially. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> so, so that, anyway, enough introduction from my side. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to us? Wow, that that was such a sweet thing to say. I I wish I knew everyone. I'm trying my best to get to know everyone that I can because I feel everyone has um there, there's something wonderful about everyone in our program. So I'm trying my best. I hope I do get to reach that stage where I can say for sure that I know all of you guys. But thank you so much for having me here. I'm a huge fan of your show. I have uh I remember listening to your episodes back in India and it was a nice thing to have in the background while constantly working on getting to Canada in the first place so I was so ecstatic when you reached out and asked me to be a part of this so thank you for having me here I'll give a brief introduction to myself about myself so my name mm-hmm, is Akanksha I am from India now I was born in Delhi, but then I've grown up in various cities along the south. So I can't say for sure which city I'm from, but I would like to say that I have a more holistic upbringing in a way that I represent different parts of India, all in all. I did my engineering in electronics and communication in the south and from VIT Bellur. Funny little story. Anak was also uh, almost a part of my cohort back then, but then he decided to ditch us and go to a better program. So yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> it but, wasn't a better program, Akansha. It was just, I was lazy. So I got yeah, one closer I, to home. <laughs> I'm just pulling your leg right now. It's okay. But it would have been actually a really cool story to have yeah. another person from my previous uh, bachelor's. <laughs> uh, and I worked in Hyderabad for a while. And after that, right now, just in case some of you guys don't know, I'm in Canada doing my MBA with Anag. And yeah, we're in the same section, co-alliance. <laughs> I, um, in my free time, I like to engage in a lot of art and craft uh, activities. I like writing. I like, I love uh, classical music, especially Western classical music. I'm a huge nerd in terms of that, in, in that area, along with. Star Trek, go Star Trek. I know I almost betrayed it by having a Chewbacca background. But if you ask Anag right now, I am on the NCC 170 Enterprise Bridge. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit about myself for now. Okay. 
I'm feeling very conscious of not having a virtual background, so I'm going <laughs> to one that I made, uh, which I did not. Oh, it's it's really cool. Yeah. And <clears throat> see, it gives me a virtual haircut. Um, oh, it looks good. <laughs> okay, that's a lovely introduction, Akansha. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it's it's quite cool. We were actually in that same big orient. What what is that hall called? You would know. Ah, I think it was called the Anna Reddy. orientation hall like they they vamped it up right now back okay. then it was just like a lot of these low low ceiling fans yeah, back then yeah, it was really hot but right now it's all air conditioned but oh. we were in the same uh, induction we were in the same room we just, yes we were <laughs> along with 10000 other people <laughs> i know like let's we can romanticize this a little bit just a little <laughs> bit for the sake of everything else yeah for sure mm-hmm. okay uh, so let me start things off by asking you do you have a funny story about you that your family likes to share. Hmm, oh boy. Yeah, so I'm going to save my mom the trouble of sharing the story when she eventually meets everyone out here. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is back when I was I think I think I was 4 or 5 years old and I was a really mischievous kid. So my mom was always on alert whenever she didn't hear anything happen in the household. So she was napping. conveniently and i was out in the balcony playing and while i was playing with one of my toys it, i i don't know i threw it a little too hard and it fell uh, outside the balcony onto the street below i think we were on the third story then mm-hmm. and the balcony had like a railing which had yeah. like fairly well like secured bars yeah. in like along along the parapet so i um I wanted my toy back. So what I did was I tried to wiggle my way through the railings, <laughs> except that my head was a little too big. So while I was wiggling in, I got my head stuck, and I was oh, just like, sitting there, <laughs> looking for lonely into my toy. And then somehow I was distracted because that's when I realized that I could actually see the view a little better without having the bars in front of me. <laughs> I was really quiet, and I was just like staring around. And my mom, she was na- though she was napping. she had a sixth sense is like really active and she noticed that she didn't hear anything so she immediately got up and she looked around and she saw me in the balcony and once she real uh, once i realized that she was there she um she was a little it was a funny sight so she said she started laughing and i felt bad so i started crying and i kept <laughs> crying and crying and crying and then there was so many passerbys me like downstairs and they, they poor guys i swear they must have been so scared because they hear a wailing sound and when they look up they see this kid's face just like staring at them and crying <laughs> and then my mom started laughing even more so um she tried to like she 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 was done with her laugh and then she tried to like get me out of those railings that took quite some time because yeah i think i just had a really big head back then i don't know how did i manage to squeeze myself between those two railings but yeah she finally did i learned my lesson for like a couple of hours and then i was back in the balcony playing again so my mom just like really likes sharing that story about me yeah <laughs> So yeah, you're welcome, mom. You don't have to share the story anymore. I've 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 saved you the trouble essentially. <laughs> oh, I still boy. can't get over what the passerby would have seen, like this head yeah. <laughs> creeping out be... of the balcony and the wailing sound. Oh boy! Like the funny thing is that we we live in a like a naval community, right? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> a lot of these people knew us. Uh. So like. 
they would they would like meet my dad at office and they would tell him like your daughter i think is she okay and like what why what happened and like yeah i think she had a head stuck out in the balcony and they met us like oh oh yeah right about that yeah she's fine you know children they're like a little beyond at that age so don't mind that <laughs> yeah but then they like telling that story i not so much so i'm just like ripping the bandaid and getting it out there <laughs> No, I I totally enjoyed this story. So <laughs> you should tell it more now. Uh, oh, okay. Mm. I think now's a good time to segue to the topic for today that you mm-hmm. told, which I don't know if we came up with how we're going to like like title it, but what oh, title is? I'm 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 good with everything. I just decided to go with the flow and see what the content of our conversation will be like before um before we yeah. decide on a exactly. on a, yeah okay. like it's okay. it's a, it's a free flowing conversation based yeah. on how we speak about it. We can decide the title later. I'm okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. So uh you wanted to talk about meditation. Um, yes. So let's let's start by like how you got in like I know you you when we spoke you mentioned that no you were into like day long retreats meditation oh yeah meditate med- meditation retreats yeah. yeah i i went i went a little overboard but then yeah there were a couple of courses that i did yeah. right before like online courses right before yeah. um the nda yeah. started when i would essentially let's, let's let's dial back all the way back like when oh yeah when when time. i start that of yeah. course yeah. uh so when did i start mm, meditating this is actually a very good question because i started yoga when i was maybe 12 or 13 on mm-hmm. and off throughout my life because and my grandmom she was at, really into it okay, sorry? sorry no i was asking whether it was like as part of your school curriculum oh no 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 like you did have school mandated yoga sessions and stuff yeah. but that yeah i was not the most ideal student so i skipped it sometimes <laughs> sometimes underline sometimes <laughs> so uh they weren't really helpful either and i never really got connected with yoga back in school but uh it was when i used to go back home during summer to my grandmom's space that's when she used to do yoga and she encouraged all of us to do yoga with her so that's my entry into uh practicing yoga i was i think i was 12 or 13 back then so it was more like an on and off practice i joined a couple of courses and i truly think i started to meditate back in 2017 that's when i know for sure that this was the first meditation session i had and i could reap the benefits of it so i have been meditating essentially from 2017 i'm i'm trying to learn a little more about it because oh. it's just like you learn something and you realize you have to learn 10 more things to understand that little something and it keeps branching out essentially yeah so what what happened like how did you get started in- In 2017 there was a Buddhist monastery in the city that I worked in and they had a, lo- a couple of introductory meditation courses mm. so it was taught in an Indian language in Telugu I didn't understand much of it but they were kind enough to um translate a little for me in English as well mm-hmm. I it was a two day long course they basically uh, I I was curious I I had no reason to join it it was mm-hmm. just something out there and I just went for it because it was something new how, for me to how, learn How did you sort of come across I'm, I'm How did I come I across to sort of understand like how did you cross that sort of boundary of you know not meditating essentially to mm-hmm. coming across this like how, how did mm-hmm. that journey mm-hmm. look okay uh so meditation honestly has been a part of yoga and they do ask you to uh practice certain breathing techniques that mm-hmm. make it easier for you to meditate 
Mm-hmm. And honestly, back then, I guess I wasn't mature enough to slip mm-hmm. into meditation easily or mm-hmm. either that or um, the people who guided me towards meditation mm-hmm. weren't fully equipped to teach a child back then. Yeah. So I knew of meditation. I didn't understand what meditation was or knew what it meant for sure. Yeah. So my friend, she converted into Buddhism back then and she used to visit the monastery a lot. So she wanted to show me uh, about uh, like she wanted to show me about her, her new religion and mm-hmm. she wanted to help me understand a lot more about Buddhism. And I wanted to do that for her because mm-hmm. she is a person who's really close to my heart. So I wanted to understand her a little better. So I used to visit the monastery. I used to um, uh, interact with people who used to go there as well. And it was out there that they uh, uh, mentioned to us that they have level one and level two meditation mm-hmm. courses. Mm-hmm. And that's when I signed up for okay. I just I just could do level one at that point, not level two, because you have to travel to another city for level oh. two and level three. Okay. But it was a good um, introductory course towards meditation. Mm-hmm. that's how i got into it okay nice i want to take a slight detour before we continue on of with course. your meditation journey to talk about this whole point of you know kids doing meditation um mm-hmm. li- like you i've also sort of had to do i remember as early as i think first grade uh all these schools trying to i don't know whether trying to be cool or trying to revamp their curriculum i had these sort of yoga classes and yeah uh yeah. it was i remember one of them was every friday at the oh, last. Yeah. Um, mm. and so they, she'd say things like, oh, close your eyes now and imagine you're sitting at a, in a park and this and mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And I used to be so restless. I, I've been a very, very restless child. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And I think I've talked about this in the episode about like religion. Like, mm-hmm. In Indian Hindu religion, you have mm-hmm. only sort of rituals, right? Where you sit and just listen to like the, mm-hmm. the priest, like chant and stuff. And I never mm-hmm. had the same with this. And like I couldn't be bothered to imagine me sitting in a park. I All I wanted to do was go home and play my video game or watch exactly. Scooby-Doo on the TV. Mm. And even and beyond that, also many times, like you know, when we'd have sort of these yoga classes and the other sort of exercises like you do in in yoga, like Surya Namaskar and all of those, mm-hmm. those I started to get okay. There's some sort of like basically like a workout, like a stretching mm-hmm. exercise. Mm-hmm. But this meditation bit where you, you know, ch- chant Om like a gazillion times and breathe, yeah. and, you know, that, like I would never get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then later, it's only, it's only later in, I think 2019 or 2018, mm-hmm. when I came across Matt Diavella's video, Matt Diavella is this minimalist mm-hmm. lifestyle YouTuber mm-hmm. where he tried meditation for 30 days and he used headspace and calm, like mm-hmm. one of those med- guided meditation. Um, that's when I started to finally realize like the value but like as a kid I I don't know like why, why even bother like I feel like we don't have the attention span or mm-hmm. yeah I know what you mean because because that's something I experienced as well because you have to sit and you have to do like they ask you to breathe a certain way and you're just like gosh I can't wait to get over with this and yeah. go back to playing with my friends <laughs> out in the park but yeah. Uh, it's funny because in the Buddhist me- meditation course, they told us that it's easier for a child to attain a state of meditation, mm-hmm. a, a meditative, a meditative headspace, than mm-hmm. it is for an adult. Mm-hmm. Because in comparison to an adult, a child has a more pure mind. I don't mm-hmm. know how else to put it, because mm-hmm. they're not riddled with uh, um, things that they the have world. to do. The yeah. yeah, like the responsibilities. They haven't seen the world as such. 
and hence not they're not exactly jaded in, yeah. in a way so um it's easier for a child to uh, attain a state of a pure mind and slip into meditation much easier than an, an adult is the only um i would say obstacle to getting a child to meditate is to as as we both experience is to get them to sit in one place and meditate mindfully or just like do yoga mindfully as such mm. and you do have programs that are aimed at children just to incorporate make it more interactive make it more fun and um just like have a lot more other children around rather than just having one single or few children out with a couple of adults so mm. if you have it like a I have it uh, teach it as an activity mm-hmm. it's easier for a child to understand that but then in school i feel that because they feel it's their responsibility to instill children with better anxiety or stress management skills from such a young age then they ask you to do yoga and meditation mm-hmm. in the hot sun no i don't <laughs> think so that's 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 not the way to go about it and honestly yoga and meditation is better taught in smaller batches because you can have a better one on one connect with the teacher in my opinion. yeah so that's, that's something i would i'll i'll circle back to this in terms of okay fine probably it's from that perspective it's easier for children to meditate get mm. sort of get them get over that initial barrier but i would want to let's first complete your yeah. meditation journey then i want to talk ask you about what exactly is Mm-hmm. at the benefit of meditation with mm-hmm. the way i see it is meditation mm-hmm. the the point where it started being useful for me was not mm-hmm. when i was a 7 year old and who didn't want to imagine you know being in a park i would rather be in the park than imagine being in a park it's when mm-hmm. i was a 26 year old when i was mm-hmm. stressed about my job i was stressed about my future i was stressed about the pandemic mm-hmm. and you know i had all these things always it's almost like i have these voices in my head and mm-hmm. meditation for one moment for that that period of 5 minutes when i you know focus on my breathing it just shuts them but i don't have anything mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. that's where, why i feel there's value in meditation but when i was a kid i didn't have those voices in my head i just about it you had voices in your head when you were a kid boy oh boy would i suggest <laughs> you to meet someone professional for that you can't let me yeah i i understand yeah. no because the voices in your head that you're talking about is more to do with expectations of of yourself of yeah. what you in what you envision the future to be but it's yeah. not in that accordance yeah. yeah i i know what you mean that's what i said like as an adult you are a little more aware yeah. of your surroundings you're more mature you've seen the world up to a certain extent and hence you are more susceptible to um stress and anxiety and meditating is a good way for you to manage that stress and anxiety essentially correct mm-hmm. so completing my meditation journey essentially yeah. was it it i had like a fast track version of it during mm-hmm. the pandemic mm-hmm. so during the pandemic i joined art of living it's mm-hmm. an organization a non-profit organization aimed at uh, spreading meditation and yoga education across the world i joined them right before the pandemic started i didn't know that mm-hmm. we could have a pandemic back then so i joined them they were i really enjoyed my course with them and i registered to be a volunteer with oh, them so once the uh once the pandemic hit and we were all under lockdown uh there was this sudden uh hmm, i felt that i should help people but i could not do that physically so i could do it through another medium and that's through online meditation courses mm-hmm. so i helped people conduct and i conducted a lot of online 
uh, health, happiness, and wellness courses throughout mm -hmm. the lockdown for through 2020 and a little bit of 2021 as well. Oh, nice. And um, it's because I was a part of those courses, I was constantly exposed to uh, certain routines, to certain philosophies that are required for you to be aware of before you slip into meditation. And it was then that I truly understood and experienced a deeper state of meditation than I had previously thought of what it was initially. And it's, it's, it's a little uh, different from mindfulness. So let's start with defining what meditation is, because I don't think we have done that so far. Yeah. Meditation is a state of deep rest, mm -hmm. but in that deep state of rest, you are also aware of your surroundings. Mm -hmm. So it's not exactly like sleep, but it, it feels like you're sleeping. That's, that's what meditation is. You can reach this state of meditation through various ways. It can be through guided meditation. It could be through breathing exercises. It can also be through mindfulness. But mindfulness is just another technique for you to uh, practice to be able to slip into a deep state of meditation eventually. So mindfulness is when you are, when you block everything around you, you sit in your seat and you are aware of your surroundings. And when you're aware of the surround of your surroundings, you also are um, a passionate about your surroundings. You don't let your surroundings affect you emotionally. You just accept what's happening around you and you let it go. And you keep doing that. You're more mindful of how your acceptance is in, in towards your surroundings. And by building this acceptance of uh, building this um, ability to accept and let go is something that helps you meditate in the long run. <clears throat> okay. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, no. Yeah. So, sorry, please go on. I have a question. So what, what is yes. the so mindfulness is sort of letting go of any expectations you have about like yourself things and all of that. So, and mindfulness is awareness, is active awareness. But the kind of awareness that you inculcate when you're mindful is that of accepting and letting go. When meditation yeah. is the state you sort of reach by mind. It's, it's, this, it's, it's a deep state of rest. Yeah. It's, it's re it can be reached through mindfulness. People have uh, various experiences, experiences when reaching that deep state of rest. Some people, before they slip into meditation, they, they, they start to dream a little too much. Some of them have a tingling sensation on their fingertips and some of them have a headache. And but it's 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 a journey through uh, which you have to you have to go through in order to reach that state of uh, deep rest. Now, what some people don't realize is that uh, each time you traverse a path to reaching that deep state of meditation, it's different. So um, one time you sit down to meditate, you might get a headache. But the second time you sit down to meditate, you might not experience any physical uh, reaction. And that does not mean that it's not a successful meditation session. It just mm -hmm. means that you are, you're trying to become a little more used to what meditation is to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, once you realize that it's different for everyone and it's different every time you sit down to meditate, it's easier for you to slip down to meditation because you don't, you stop overthinking about things essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, how it's has, funny. like the meditation experience been for you? Like the first time you did it at that Buddhist monastery. At the monastery. Yeah. So, like, has it changed hmm. over time? It has, in a way. 
the first time I meditated in the monastery, essentially they um, first, in order to um, meditate, they, they ask you to follow certain philosophies or believe in certain philosophies. So it's easier for you to achieve that pure mind that a child has. Mm. And um, then they ask you to do certain breathing exercises so that you're connected with the present moment. It's only when you're connected with the present moment, your mind does not drift to the past or future and hence, you know, get a little anxious of what's to come or get a little depressed of what's happened so far. So you're mm-hmm. connected to the present moment, you feel a little more lighter in your headspace because you have accepted things around you. You uh, you also feel a little more, um, a little more, uh, a passionate about things so that's once you reach that headspace it's easier for you to meditate the first time I meditated I didn't realize I was meditating I thought I fell asleep because I thought maybe I was re- re- like really tired but I thought I was asleep but once I once they uh, guided us out of the meditation I asked them like I'm sorry I fell asleep I don't think that's how meditation works. I expected enlightenment at this point or seeing white light behind my closed eyes. But they told me like, no, that means that you did meditate. It's just this deep sense of relaxation that you have. And after that, anytime that I have met, anytime I've meditated, it that sense of relaxation is still the same. But how I've reached it varies. There are times that I've, that I've had dreams about things that had affected me a lot, but then <clears throat> I accept that those are just dreams. I don't try to inter- in- interpret those dreams or read too much into it. I just accept that, yeah, it's a little, uh, it, it was a heavy dream of sorts, but it, it was just a dream. I'm going to move on and continue my meditation. So this sort of acceptance, this sort of mindfulness is necessary for you to um, instill, to have a successful meditation uh, session. So that's my journey so far. It's it's varied from time to time, depending on what's going on in my life. But um, the state that I reach has always been the same. That's uh, now I want to talk about like what exactly we've talked about what meditation is, how you mm-hmm. do it, what mm-hmm. makes you feel. But like, what are the sort of benefits of meditation? Is it just it's sort of like in the moment type of thing where you're doing it, you feel nice, or does it mm-hmm. have sort of an impact on the rest of your day when you're not actively? Oh, I think it has an it has an impact on the rest of your life if you meditate frequently. It's kind of like exercising. I mean, this is more like a mind exercise thing, but mm-hmm. it's like how you physically train yourself to be stronger, to be a little more, um, I don't know. It, it's just a strength that you can exercise and it affects you throughout your life. You feel good when you exercise, after your exercise as well. Yeah. And you feel lighter the entire day. You feel a lot more energetic, right? Uh-huh. And that's my experience when I've exercised. Yeah. So that's the same with meditation. Mm-hmm. You, it's a little difficult to build that momentum initially. Mm-hmm. But once you build that momentum, once it's a part of your routine, it you can see it. its effects on on your daily life eventually it's not overnight but it feels good at that moment and you kind of like at least it's 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 like this for me because anytime i've meditated after a long time maybe like a couple of weeks or months i kind of like chide myself in the in my mind saying like man you know how good it is for you it feels good you feel more calm you feel you you're just you don't let the things around you affect you essentially the, and given how stressful the program is that we are, we are in, I think it's necessary for, for me to continue to meditate or just to remind myself that there are bigger things in life and um, they're just 
this is so much around in your life to uh, let the small things affect you. It's it's kind of like that saying, like it's not the fact that the boat is in the sea that lets it sink. It's when it lets the water get inside it that it sinks yeah. eventually. Yeah. So meditation just does not allow the water get inside the boat. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Meditation is something that you can feel its effects for a really long. It's lifelong if you do it right and if you do it consistently. So. Uh, okay, I'll tell you what my sort of experience has been uh, mm-hmm. with meditation. So mm-hmm. in 2017, I tried it out after watching that man. He like mm-hmm. showed it to me. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll try this. And by the way, I, I have also done an art of living um, oh. course when I was, I think, in the eighth grade. Oh. Uh, that course is called Yes, Youth, Youth, something. Yeah, something. it must have been, for, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but at that point of time, it wasn't me who wanted to do it. I think my cousin was doing it, and like my mm-hmm. folks were like, you know, why don't you go do it? And I was like, absolutely like not interested in it. So I, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was one sort of experience. I, I don't count all of those. Those were sort of involuntary force type of things. This was the yeah. first time when I wanted to try it out. So I downloaded Headspace, and they have like this five minute, 10 minute guided meditation where you like mm-hmm. focus on your breathing, you think about what your arms feel like, and this and that. And mm-hmm. that's what I was like reasonably stressed about. I had, you know, all the jadedness that started coming in. So mm-hmm. it felt nice. I did mm-hmm. the first day. I was like, okay, cool. I'll do this again tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, because mornings are when I'm sort of most stressed. Like you, I don't know if you have that yeah. morning anxiety thing where, you know, you wake up with all these thoughts racing about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it helped to sort of quieten those thoughts. Mm-hmm. But then I, when I did the second day, it didn't seem as, feel as nice. And by the third or fourth day, like it literally stopped making any effect. Like the first day I felt a little more relaxed for at least a good part of the day. And then mm-hmm. we had diminishing returns. By the fourth or fifth day, like I was like, this is not doing anything for me. It's like, it, in, in mm-hmm. fact, all it does is, you know, spending that five, 10 minutes in the morning, which is like a crucial time. I can get mm-hmm. stuff done to mm-hmm. you know, sit and do this is mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. So I stopped doing it. Then and I didn't do it. Then, mm-hmm. when, you know, the pandemic hit, I was stuck at home, you know, all this stress, anxiety, uh, work, pandemic, all mm-hmm. of that. So I restarted it. This time I found like videos on YouTube, which were like, you know, they just have this one photo and this guided meditation on voice and mm-hmm. music. I did that a few times. It felt nice. Mm-hmm. Again, if I did them consecutively, it had diminishing returns. Like mm-hmm. if I did them four days, five days in a row, it mm-hmm. stopped being of any use in fact while doing it i was stressed like you know i'm wasting 10 minutes doing this i can uh, do something else mm-hmm, get, mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing so my question to you is that's why i asked you whether like it's, is mm-hmm. it just like the in the moment thing or do you, does it have like a lasting impact mm-hmm. beyond the mm-hmm. day or even beyond your life mm-hmm. uh that is one and second does the time of the day you meditate matter because i feel like because i do it in the morning, which is like a sl- slightly high stakes time mm-hmm. of my day. Uh, if it's not, if it does not seem beneficial, I'll cut it out. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I can do it in the afternoon or in the evening and it'll still have those, you know, like, mm-hmm. like exercise, it doesn't matter, right? If you do it in mm-hmm. the morning or mm-hmm. the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So that those are like sort of my two questions. Uh, wow. Those are really good questions. And it's <laughs> funny because I have, I had faced this a while ago and I, I, I know the answer to this, thankfully, <laughs> because <laughs> It happens when you develop a routine, essentially. And it also depends on your approach to meditation or anything in your life. 
because you experience meditation for the first time and i wouldn't call that meditation per se i feel from what you've been telling me it feels more like a mindfulness mm. where you where in order to drown out the voices of you know the responsibilities around you mm. you are forced to pay attention to certain uh aspects of your environment and in this case it would be your breathing yeah. of how how your limbs are how mm. the cloth of your clothes feel on your skin mm-hmm. all of that it exactly. it brings your attention to the present moment yeah. and that's something that you needed in order to calm yourself down mm. and then once you reach that level of calmness you can then tackle the tasks of the day meditation goes beyond that meditation mm. is uh you allow your mind to es- expand because your mind is not something within you you can kind of imagine um your mind like this it's like how your body can be seen as a wick of a candle yeah. and your mind is like the flame around you okay you can control how or or where your mind is you can allow your mind mind to expand to the corners of your room or you can have it set on the on the mm-hmm. nail of your thumb also yeah. it's it sounds really vague right now but i'm getting to my point my point is when you meditate you always should do it with the sense of newness because you had certain expectations when you st- when anyone mm. when they sit down to meditate when they're new to it they have certain expectations for it and throughout the time they're like oh i should be meditating oh my god i can't feel its effects i'm wasting my time i should you know probably get up and do the work that i've been set out to do mm. why am i not feeling calm it's it's yeah. it's all over the place yeah. and it's funny uh, because uh the reason you are sitting to meditate is to block such thoughts out it's yeah. counterintuitive yeah. so once you go through that stage and you're like okay fine i have to sit and meditate i'm going to like min max this like how you do in games like i'm going to sit down i'm going to breathe right i'm going to think right i'm going to feel right i'm going to listen to all the instructions that they say in guided meditation that's not how it works either meditation is effortless you have to actively let go of effort right and when you sit down to meditate i've i've, I've noticed this in a couple of people who uh have meditated in sessions with me they are really stressed that they can't meditate even when they're sitting down for a meditation session they're like oh why am i not meditating this person says that this person next to me is crying this person is like this this person is like slumped over because they're in that deep state of rest yeah. what not why am i not meditating and then towards the end of the session they're like huh, it's it's it looks like i haven't been able to meditate maybe better luck luck next time i will stop trying right now and the moment they stop trying is when they actually slip into meditation it's when they let go of efforts it's effortless you don't have to listen and hang on to every word that has been said by the person guiding you if these are just suggestions that you should allow your mind to flow through it's it's not it's not strict it's it's something that you should be kind towards it's it's something that you can fall into routine and hence it gets boring and hence because it's routine it's boring you go through the motions of it for the sake of going through the motions of it and you stop reaping the uh, the benefits of it hence that's why when you sit down to meditate you have to be mindful and when you're mindful you slip into this state of awareness of everything around you and when you're aware of everything around you it's very difficult for you to get bored of things because there's something new every day and when you approach things with a sense of newness it's easier for you to meditate i sympathize with everything you just said before because that's something i faced uh, and when i started to meditate i was so anxious i was 
I was worried that I would not be able to meditate. I was so done with them telling me, now close your eyes, now feel this, now feel that. I'm not feeling these things. Is there something wrong with me? I would rather, like, if this is something that's not meant for me, I should just probably not waste my time anymore at this and get on with my day. That's not how it works. Meditation is something that you have to actively let go, be aware of your surroundings, and approach it with a sense of newness. And go into it with no expectations. Just accept what's happening to you and accept the results. And know, trust the process. Know that you will reach that state one day or the other. It's okay. It's very easy to say such stuff. But for people like us who are expected, who expect a lot from ourselves and who have a lot of these sources of stress around us, it's, it's, hard, it's, it's a lot difficult to just let go at this point. And it's, yeah, it, it, takes, it takes time. Yeah. It seems impossible to me, uh, at least the times that I've tried, but mm. what you say makes sense to me. And I feel like, you know, I've only sort of reached out to try meditation when I was in like the most mm. stressful periods of my life. Like I don't think mm. about meditation when I'm relaxed anyways. And, mm. and then if it's not like I start, don't get returns in like the first three minutes of attempting it, I'm like, no, ah, it's another luxury. Whereas yeah. maybe if I do it right now, right now I'm like in probably the most relaxed I've been in, in, in the past way. five years of my life. So yeah. maybe I should give it a shot again. <laughs> and, and of course. And another thing about meditation, people feel that they should have a quick five minute or three minute meditation session. It takes longer. It should be at least for half an hour. Okay. For you. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. People feel that um, like it's, you know, I think a good way to go to think about meditation is to draw a uh, parallel with exercising. If you yeah. want to lift something really heavy right now, yeah. you don't immediately train right now, right? You have to build up that strength over time. So when you eventually come across a situation where you have to um, lift something heavy or run really fast, you are capable at that point. Yeah. It's something that you do in your downtime to be able to perform in your peak time, essentially. That's one yeah. thing. Yeah, I was going to mention something else. I'm slipping my mind, but anyway, I hope it comes back to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, meditation is it's important, and anyone can meditate. In fact, if you sleep right, that's meditation as well. Oh. Honestly, yeah, it's 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 really simple. Uh, I encourage anyone to try this. But just a couple of things. Firstly, is no screen time about half an hour before you go to bed. Mm. Have a hot bath so that your body is relaxed. Mm. Um, try to have a lunch uh, try to have an early dinner a mm. fairly light dinner mm. and um, right before you go to bed just sit with yourself and think about the things that made you happy that day mm. Things think about things that you are grateful for yeah. or the people you're grateful for mm. and once you do all of that you lay down in your bed and you just actively relax it's like in a kind of like an eagle spread pose Make sure that you have enough support on your neck and your back when you do this. Mm. Eagle spread pose and just bring your, uh, draw your mind towards certain parts of your body and actively relax those parts. It's sort of like the, uh, like the meditation, the guided meditation you did when they asked you to focus on your breath and then do certain parts of your body. Mm -hmm. You can do that. You can listen to that before you go to sleep. There's something mm. known as, I think, Jacobson's active relaxation no I think I'm getting the name wrong but it's where you uh clench certain parts of your body really mm -hmm. tight and then you let go okay. and then that's how you relax and you go 
you do that for each body part like your feet your your legs your arms your abdomen your your neck your face and then you actively relax at each stage of of unclenching and at each uh, exhalation of breath as well. mm-hmm. so you it's kind of like yoga nidra essentially mm-hmm. that's like meditative like yogic sleeping mm-hmm. essentially so once you slip uh, once you slip into meditation or once you slip into a deep state of rest it's easier for you to sleep better and when you wake up in the morning you feel a lot more well rested it sounds simple it's a little difficult for people to get into it when they're not used to uh, mm. this routine but once you build it it's actually really helpful no this sounds nah, i'm going to this is recorded so i don't need to make notes I'm going to make <laughs> no like and of I'm, course if if um, any, if you want to reach out or if you any of your listeners want to reach out and yeah. have a more uh, talk more about this then yeah. i'll be glad to help in any way i can honestly yeah sure. um, yeah i will i will have i will list your instagram i don't know what is the best way for them to reach out to you people can dm you on instagram ah, oh um dm me they can uh instagram you have my email address as well so yeah. all of that is good Perfect. yeah no i'm no, i said i first of all i'm going to try this out especially the night routine thing that you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, i'm all for experimenting with uh, lifestyle design to see how, what works um i have i have started journaling at night Um, mm-hmm. that's good that's um, really good so mm-hmm. like you mentioned the you know the the best parts of the day um i do the grateful thing in the morning three things i'm grateful mm-hmm. for in the morning mm-hmm. and then three things that were the highlights of my day at mm-hmm. night so that that that's definitely like it's a nice um uh, i've been a been able to consistently do it since the start of this year which that's i'm really proud of yeah <laughs> not missed a single day that's good Um, mm-hmm. but these other things that you mentioned i'm going to try try that as well especially the you know taking a warm shower before going to bed and, yeah i uh, mean i can explain why i said the things i did eating yeah. an early dinner so that your body is not actively digesting food when you go yeah. to bed yeah. sleeping at a reasonable time as well is something that's important yeah. no screen time before uh, sleeping so that like your i think it's the retinas that get a little hyperactive yeah. that then warm shower because it relaxes your muscles yeah. and when you journal or you think about the things that you're grateful for you create yeah. a positive headspace mm-hmm. and once you're when once you're in that blissful headspace it's easier yeah. for you to meditate yes for sure out of your list the second and third things are the ones that i find most yeah you're almost there <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Oh, I remembered. I I I just re- remembered what you uh what I had to say. You yeah. asked me uh what's a good time for you to meditate? Yeah. Any time's a good time. Okay. All times a good time. In fact, actual uh practitioners of meditation and yoga, they are said to be in a meditative state 24/7 even when they are asleep. Wow. Of course, it's so far fetched for us right now, at least mm. for me. Mm. I it, it'd be nice <laughs> if mm. I was in that state 24/7, but yeah. as of now I'm not. But anything you do if you do it with a sense of newness or a sense of mindfulness it's easier for you to slip into that meditative state as well mm. and you could notice uh, i think after you um, wake up from a very well rested night you feel a little more uh, i would say blissful about things around you like you, it doesn't matter what's happening around you you feel relaxed mm. things happen like things come things go you accept things as it is that's the kind of state that you reach once you uh practice mindfulness almost all the mm. time so or anytime is a good time for you to meditate as long as you haven't eaten for a couple of hours before you sit down 
to meditate. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, all the energy of your body goes into digestion. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've taken that into account to tie that up. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that wraps it up. So, uh, like, I have these two sort of questions. I know you covered most of it, but like, if you want to sort of address, oh, of course, anything. Would I'm you, okay uh, first question is: Would you recommend everyone give it a try, or is it like including children, or do you think? Yes, probably. I feel older; it makes more sense. I feel everyone should give it a try. If for children, if they have the right guidance, then mm-hmm. it's it's going to be very beneficial for them. for sure um people should give meditation a try because okay. the benefits that you reap from it even the so called superficial benefits that's just mm-hmm. like managing anxiety and stress mm-hmm. is really helpful in the long run it's a good habit for you to have mm-hmm. it does not necessarily uh, have to do with being very strict in mm-hmm. the philosophies that you have to follow in order to meditate mm-hmm. following those philosophies is just easier for you to slip into meditation but it's not uh it's not that it's impossible for you to meditate if you don't follow these philosophies or have these rules for yourself it's for everyone and it's it's really helpful it's something that i, w- I hope everyone can follow because it's it, it just adds a lot of value to your life and it helps life become a little better in a way sure and and then what is like a good resource you recommend or what is like a way you recommend someone who's looking to get into it for them to get started you could mm. Oh that's a good question. A good resource I think would be because I have tried art of living I would suggest that to people but other than art of living courses the beginner courses other courses would be mm, there are certain guided meditation apps that you mentioned yeah. like Calm and yeah. Headspace yeah. yeah those are good as well just to get started yeah just for, to get those yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. just to get started that's good mm. but for uh if you want to delve deeper into it then going for meditative retreats and all is something that i strongly recommend give that all a conversation with me any anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that for sure i feel like i'm all, I, i'm convinced that i'm going to give this a shot uh, again uh yeah i think that wraps it up i don't want to end this con- topic in prematurely so if there's anything you want to add as some thoughts Oh um thank you so much for letting me like no doubt about meditation out here. Yeah. Um I I think I've covered everything that I had uh, initially prepared to speak about mm. and yeah give it a shot you may never know it. it it's actually really helpful just being in the moment and you know being grateful for things around you it it enriches your life a lot. So thank you so much for having me out here. Oh, wait wait you're not going away. Oh we're not done. Are you going to cut this out? Going to be there. Uh, we just done with the topic so yeah yeah with part of the ending section i generally like to ask people mm-hmm. for like a insightful thought idea concept that you know they've read heard talked or experienced in the past mm-hmm. um that you'd like to share but i'd want to tweak a little bit by asking you uh that you know it's been two terms at talk mm-hmm. talking about how like a stressful time and there's so much you go through with between the academics and mm-hmm, settling mm-hmm. especially if you're an international student settling into yeah. a new country recruiting um what has been like a insight that you've gained through this process something that you know you tell uh, akansha in may 2021 that this is something to any there's something to look out for or or an insight or a new way of looking at things that you've you know gained hmm 
I don't think I've gained anything, a new insight per se, but I think I had to relearn a couple of things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because after coming out here, I haven't had the chance to sit down and meditate properly because uh, mm. I felt that anytime I sat down to do it, you just had like all these deadlines coming up yeah. that you had to like focus on. So I just got very busy with things around me so much so that I uh, felt a lot less centered than I did when I had come here initially. So in December, I I had a lot more uh, because it wasn't as busy as it was during the terms. I had the opportunity to actually sit and introspect. And that's when I realized I relearned that um a lot of the problems that you build around you are usually in your head and the and your perception to the world around you is something that's really important if you perceive things to be happy and positive you will be happy and positive but if you feel that everyone out there is you know um like it's it's a cutthroat environment it's 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 an it's a very competitive head uh, space and this and that it can get deep yeah. and just switching your perception is something that's important for you to understand that hey people are like there are people in a similar boat as you are mm-hmm. you are not alone there are people out there to help you and um you'll be fine it's all of this is temporary and this is something that not did i only realize for myself but i had to um convey this message to a couple around me as well because i felt that they though they don't vocalize it they might be facing something similar so just relearning active acceptance understanding that um everything is temporary and you know such things won't last forever is something that i realized again in 2021 december so it's not something new that had come across it's just something that i had to relearn in another way Mm. that is very very insightful thank you for sharing that. and with that i think we're at the end thank <laughs> you so much for joining me today ranta this was a very very insightful podcast i learned so much from this also got to use me use you as a meditation consultant and <laughs> about all my past failed attempts at oh, <laughs> i'm i'm glad i could contribute to that positively thank you so much for having me out here and for letting me know out i know i'm repeating something i said a couple of minutes ago but yeah i'm truly grateful for this and thank you so much for for the space for me to um, talk about things and thank you for the things that you're doing as well it's i think it's a really interesting project that you've undertaken and it 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 not only helps me uh, learn about new topics but it also helps me learn about the people uh, around us thank you so much for all of this and it's been really great likewise i'm going to stop recording now